What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts on the side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, is Tad Desai. And Tad, I know it's the beginning of a new season, and I think because of that, we sort of had to change things up with our YouTube episodes. I, people haven't caught it yet. We have a new intro for our episodes this season. I felt it was perfect to debut it as we get into today's episode. We are doing our 2023 season preview show. So I figured it was appropriate to debut our new intro. So, I mean, Tad, really quick. I mean, just how are you feeling about the new season? And more importantly, how'd you feel about that new intro? I feel a lot better about the new intro than I do the new season. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, real quick, who made that new intro? That'd be courtesy of yours truly. I took some there time to create the new intro there for us so we can always spice it up every single season, update with some different players there for sure. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens next season. We may have a new intro, so you never know about that. So, for so sure, but... cr- credit where it's due, that new intro is sick. I love it. And you did get my approval before you implemented it, which is much yes. appreciated. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's yes, this is going to be a great season in terms of fantasy. It's going to be a great season in terms of gambling it's not going to be a great season in terms of the team's jersey i'm wearing this is (laughs) this is going to be a rough year i don't even know so for the for our podcast listeners i am wearing an authentic game jersey for jonathan taylor i don't even know if he's gonna be on this team in four weeks yeah that's a tough this is rough i hate it I don't like it. So, no, I, I feel much better about our intro. I feel much better about our podcast than I do about the Colts season, but it'll be okay. This is why we do the podcast. It's therapy for me. Silver lighting, it is a very, very nice jersey. So, your friends I appreciate really that. go all yeah, out. No, they for did it, so do a good job. Nice That's the sure. worst part. That's what makes it even worse. But, okay. Anyway, who are you wearing? <laughs> is that McCaffrey? So, so, I know we talked about this there last I, I feel like episode. we're at the Oscars, by the way. Like, who are you wearing? <laughs> Seriously, that's exactly how you phrased it too. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so I know we Is talked about product? it last. <laughs> I know you talked about it in our last episode. You wanted to pull out the jersey last week, but I was like, nope, save it for this episode specifically. Figured it's more appropriate there are way that we wear our team respective jerseys for our season preview show. So what are the thing things that I usually do, Tad, with jerseys? I go classic, so then I don't have to worry mm, about any trades. I don't have to worry about anything. So I'm pulling it up here. Maybe a little bit hard to tell, but I got the 21. So I got Frank Gore going Ooh. on right now. So, so I feel like that's It's not Gucci, classic. then. It's not no, Gucci. Damn not. it. Well, I lost um, that but yeah, most of my jerseys are of Hall of Fame retired players that, you know, really made their mark with the Niners for sure. So now that's yeah, fair. Hard that's to go fair. Wrong with the classic. I will say this, though. I do have a Peyton Manning jersey. Here's my there one, quote-unquote, issue with my Peyton Manning jersey. It's signed by Robert Mathis, Dwight Freeney, and Pat McAfee. Yeah. Never wear that. I'm not, my, yeah, I'm not. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's one of my biggest pet peeves. If anybody who has a jersey that is signed, they wear it out in public, no, especially to a game. I'm like, no, no, you're going no. to ruin that jersey. I do not trust that drunk fan <laughs> nope. behind me. To not, not spill his peanuts and beer all over me. Absolutely not. Peanuts, beer, like the hot dog with the mustard to ketchup. Oh, it's like, nope, I'm not doing it. Can't do it. God forbid that man has that relish. Risk. Yeah, really quick tangent. I remember me and my sister went to an Applebee's like ages ago, and they are doing like a theme night. And so all the waiters and waitresses were wearing jerseys of a specific team. Our okay. waitress was wearing a signed Sharks jersey. I was like, no, no, no. you can't Especially be doing Sharks. <laughs> Especially sharks, you don't have a lot of good players there. 
It doesn't matter. Just the fact that it was a side jersey. I was like, you're a waitress. You are bound to get spilled on by something. So I was just like, ooh, bad form. That's rough. It's rough. It's rough. It is what it is. But, Tad, I know you're not super stoked for the cold season, but hopefully the overall season should be pretty good. Like you said, hopefully Absolutely. we should have some good betting going on this year. We'll definitely have a lot of great fantasy stuff going on this year. So, I mean, overall, I think there's a lot to look forward to, even if the Colts are not on that list. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on that. Trust me. We will touch on that. Yeah, that will come up in a segment a little bit later today for sure. So, uh, But, yeah, let's start at the very top here, Tad. Let's start it off with the end of the season awards so, i mean this is something that we've done the past few years let's really quickly go through the awards and who we think is going to win it and just a really quick reason why as to why we think they're going to win it so tad just go through all your awards no need to alternate here and yep. just go through all of them all right well i mean first off let's start with the big behooga is that is that a thing big big huga Wait, what's the kahuna word? it's kahuna, kahuna thank you <laughs> Bahuga, sure Kahuna. I mean, it's just kind of like you're trying to say new Rams receiver Puka Nakua. I was like, that's not exactly this, well, what you're God going knows for I here. can't say that. God knows I can't say that if I tried. Exactly. But so anyway, the Kahuna. Yes. Kahuna. Thank you. All right. So let's start with the big fish here. Is the go. MVP of the NFL is I think it's going to be Joe Burrow. I think this is mm. finally his year. If he and Jamar Chase stay healthy, this passing offense is how about this for hot take the best offense in the NFL. And if you know our longtime listeners will remember, I broke down these odds earlier on with Joe Burrow being MVP. It was funny because I was looking at the stats. I'm like, God, Joe Burrow's aren't as high as I imagined. And now I remembered Jamar Chase missed five games. And then on top of that, I looked, I'm like, why are all these Bengals players only playing 16 games? Do they rest all their starters? It was because of the Jamar Hamlin situation. They canceled that game. So really Jamar Chase missed six games this last season. So if Jamar, and again, I am saying this name a lot, but it's because it all depends on this man. If Jamar Chase can stay healthy, I think Joe Burrow can put up Patrick Mahomes like numbers. This guy rushed for five rushing touchdowns last year. Patrick Mahomes did not rush for that much more. It was six or seven. Um, and so I think that Joe Burrow has the potential to get to those stats. It's just if his offense can stay healthy enough to get to that point. So I think Joe Burrow is an absolute shoe in again, if his offense stays healthy to be MVP. Now offensive player of the year. Let's be real here. Mer. This goes to the running back of the year or the receiver, I guess, or the receiver to be fair, or the receiver. It's basically the guy who should be the MVP running. That's doesn't get it because he's not a quarterback. Yeah, it's a lot like the Heisman vote of like, if you're not a quarterback, you're not going to get it. So who's going to be the best player that is not a quarterback on their team? I mean, I'm surprised you're not wearing his jersey. It's Christian McCaffrey, baby. Like that dude is going to rocket this season. You proposed this bold take just a couple of weeks ago where you said he was going to have a 1,000, 1,000 season, 1,000 rushing, 1,000 receiving. I don't even think that's a bold take, dude. If he stays healthy, it's very legitimately that it can happen. So, yeah. That's I, the key I'm right there. Forward. That's the key right there is can he stay healthy? But if he stays healthy, am I wrong here? I think he is a shoe-in for Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, easily. Easily. All right. So then moving into Defensive Player of the Year, this is a guy maybe I'm eating in the hard knocks hype a little bit. Sauce Gardner. 
I, I think it's going to be sauce because he looked damn good. And that one preseason game, it was only one, but that one preseason game he played in, ooh, did he look good? On top of that, he is in a division with the New England Patriots, a division or a team that just cut two other quarterbacks and got Matt Corral, who we were discussing last episode, might end up starting for them. Which, no offense, Mackerel, not a great sign if that happens. So I think that that's a great sign. And on top of everything else, you look at who the Jets are playing. They play the – on top of playing the Patriots, they play the Cowboys. And we all – I don't know about you, but down here, people love talking about how turnover-prone Dak Prescott is. They play the Giants. Daniel Jones, good runner, not a great passer. Uh, they play the Falcons. I don't even fucking know who their quarterback's going to be by week 14 when they play them. And then they play Houston and Washington to close out their season. That is a lot of interception opportunities, my friend. So I see a very, very good year for Sauce Gardner. I see Depot absolutely in his future. And don't forget, a lot of these awards is about media hype. And name one more team that has more media hype, especially with Hard Knocks this season than the New York Jets. Hey, make a point. Make a point. It's very possible. Good podcasting. Okay. <laughs> I think the thing that worries me the most is just we may see that sort of syndrome of like, you know, not the Osmo over the Raiders. It's just like he's not going to get enough balls thrown his way to then get the numbers. Cause that's the whole reason why Stephon Gilmore wanted a handful of years ago is that yes, a lot of people were throwing his way, but then he was able to force the turnovers too, which then led to him getting a bunch of tackles and uh, led to a winning defensive player of the year. But yeah, the people are just staying away from sauce Gardner. There's just hard to get the numbers then to then justify like this guy's defensive player of the year. It's like, yes, in everybody else's eyes, it's like, you're not throwing to him for a reason because he's that good. But I know a lot of people, they like to see the numbers behind it. So that's why I think it may fall short because of that. Then Same. No, that's a very good point. That's the same reason uh, Trevon Diggs got a lot of hype, even though he is a terrible corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is not a good corner. But he gets burned so often. That's why he gets so many interceptions. He can make it up with the turnovers. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, all right. Offensive rookie of the year. I'm going. It's not a sexy pick, but I got to go for it. It's Bryce Young. Mm, okay. It's pricey. I mean, because what is the main downfall of most rookie quarterbacks, especially, you know, a certain quarterback on a certain team being the Colts, <laughs> yeah. um, is the lack of talent around them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. but Carolina has done an excellent job of making sure that Bryce Young does not fall in those pitfalls with the additions of uh Adam Thielen. I'm blanking on the tight end. This is so bad. What's the tight end they signed? Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Thank you. So they're surrounding him with uh, veteran talent, even with the departure of DJ Moore, to the point where I think they have a legitimate chance at winning this division. And once again, remember, a lot of these awards are a media race. It's Who does the media love more? And if you go from first to worst in Carolina, all of a sudden Bryce Young becomes a darling favorite there. Speaking of a media favorite, who is the guy that fell in the – who is this year's Aaron Rodgers? When you're talking about defensive players, you probably had to say Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, defensive rookie of the year. I mean, you look at what that guy did. His first play in the preseason was a near sack, and he is a yeah. monster. This guy is starting fights. He is just the like absolute defensive you know, leader that you want going forward. So I think that if he gets near or above, if he gets above, it's game over. But if he gets near eight sacks, he will be defensive rookie of the year, as he should be. Um 
look, I know there are a lot of sketchy things in his past, but good God, Philadelphia. Like, you can't keep getting away with this. It's not fair. <laughs> so, I mean, you name one, and plus, on top of this, you name one good, consistent line in the NFC East, I will show you a leprechaun. Yeah, no, you're right. You're very right. Okay, final two is comeback player of the year. We also touched on this, so I won't spend too long of it. I know the odds-on favorite by a huge margin is DeMar Hamlin. I think it's going to be John Mechie, the receiver in Houston, because he's going to actually put up the numbers to back it up. He's coming back for leukemia. You have all those great stories. So I think John Mechie's the comeback player of the year for this year. And for coach of the year, how about this? Matt Eberflus. I like that one. That's a little bit of a surprise one, depending on how the Bears yeah, do that. Yeah. That could be a good but, one. And I'm, I'm glad you threw in that last thing because the only way he gets this is if he beats the Lions. That's his one hurdle over here because the Packers are going to suck. I don't think the Vikings are going to be very good. It's between the Lions and the Bears. And the media, again, I'm going into this media thing. The media loves rewarding these historic franchises. And so Matt Eberflus takes the bears to let's say a 12 and five or 11 and six run oh. where they yeah, exactly where they win that. Oh my God. They're going to like, just gift it to him because chances are Justin Fields is going to be one of the more electric quarterbacks. And you know, people are going to love the highlights. The bears are going to be on sports center every night. And Matt Eberflus is going to be right there in those post-game highlights. So I'm telling you, look out for Matt Eberflus. If he can overcome the bears, which is doable. I'm not going to say it's easy, but I think it's doable. You mean overcome the Lions because you just said overcome Lions, the Bears. Lions, Bears. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, my bad. Lions, Lions. You're right. Um, good picks. Well, he, like... will, he will also have to overcome the Bears, which is also not an yeah, easy task. Yeah, that, that's something you'll have to navigate as well, figuring out what to do with those Bears and overcoming some of the uh, troubles and hurdles and everything that's coming along with coaching the Chicago Bears for sure. So, um, But, yeah, lots of good picks there. So I'm going to run through my gamut here of all of my awards. So I'm going to start the MVP award. Um, Tad, this is actually a guy that you had picked as well, but you, you decided to divert as well. Yeah. I said it's okay to overlap because I we're know, both so high on this it, guy. It makes for better podcasting if we have different picks, though. No, it's true. It's true. And I very much like Joe Burrow as well. Uh, but, yeah, I think – I think it's pretty good. I think Elliot Bader is probably high on this one as well. Justin Herbert of the Los yeah, Angeles Chargers. Like, I mean, it just can't be said enough that it's just like, you know, say what you want about Brandon Staley's uh, coaching's, uh, you know, hot seat or whatever. Like maybe he should have been fired last year. Maybe he'll, we'll see what happens this year, but Kellen Moore is going to elevate uh, Justin Herbert and that offense. And he's definitely going to put Justin Herbert in the MVP conversation. So yeah, I expect really good things from Justin Herbert this year and to be the start of that MVP, MVP conversation for sure this year. Uh, don't, offensive forget, player of the year. don't forget, by the way, Austin Ackler on a contract here. That's mm -hmm. scary. Mm hmm. Yeah. That could be very interesting as well. It's going to be so goddamn good. <laughs> Offensive player of the year. I know you said this usually goes to the best non-quarterback, but this actually sort of aligns with my bold prediction that I had made from our quarterbacks episode that we've done about a month ago or so. Um, I'm going to pick Jalen Hurts as the offensive player of the year. I think he'll okay. be in the conversation for the MVP award as well. But like I said, I think just Justin Herbert leading the Chargers to compete for the division. I don't think they're going to win it, but they're going to compete for it. They're going to be very competitive. I think he was the award, but Jalen Hurts will get the sort of caught quote-unquote consolation prize of getting the Offensive Player of the Year award. My bold prediction was that he's going to have 4,500 passing yards 
and uh, sorry, 4,500 passing yards and 45 total touchdowns. So if he sort of beats those marks, he's 100% in the MVP conversation, but I think he's also going to win Offensive Player of the Year award. He finished third last season, so I think the only place he can go is up from there. So I expect a lot of big things from him. Defensive Player of the Year award. I'm going with Michael Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. Like I think he was close last year. He finished second, only behind uh, San Francisco 49ers is Nick Bosa, who is currently unsigned. So I think that may actually be a negative for Nick Bosa, which will be a positive for Michael Parsons. Like if Nick Bosa has to miss a couple games here, Kyle Shannon has already said that there's a possibility that they may happen. Michael Parsons just plays all 17 games another year in Dan Quinn's system. Like, I mean, just he's already acclimated to that system. He's back-to-back 13 sacks in Dan Quinn's system as well. So I really expect him to just take it to another level and come away with the award at the end of the year. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I know you said that it's sort of like, you know, the obvious pick here. You went with Bryce Young. I'm going with another obvious pick here. I'm going with the running back, B. John Robinson, from Don't the Atlanta Falcons. You I know you're not as high you on him. A lot of people bitch. are a little God bit worried there. Another good pick would be Jameer Gibbs, but I think just uh, B. John Robinson is just going to get so involved nope. in that no, offense. Not. They're going to give him a ton of trap. carries. He's going to be involved in the passing game, too. It's just, he's just He's a shoe in for the award. That's the way I see you it did there. the thing. So, yeah, we'll see you exactly how it all plays out. I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. Okay. Yeah, we'll see exactly how it all plays out there. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go to Houston Texans. I'm going to go with Will Anderson Jr. I mean, just fair pick. It's looking like it's going to be a good pick with him landing under D'Amico Ryan's, a defensive minded head coach. He's a good guy to sort of take tutelage from. I think he's really going to develop there. He's going to get a lot of sacks. Maybe the team overall is not going to be all that good, but one of the bright spots is definitely going to be Will Anderson Jr. I think he's got a good shot to rack up good numbers and come away with that defensive rookie of the year award. Comeback Player of the Year award. I mean, Tad, we already talked about this. It's most likely going to be Jamar Hamlin. Actually, funny mm. thing is that I was looking on some betting odd websites. Is, a did lot his of, odds go up? The funny thing is that there's a lot of websites that are doing – I know we did it with uh, Bet Online a couple episodes ago where I think he was the favorite at minus 400. Yep. And then I think the next closest was plus 200 if I remember correctly. But there's a lot of other like websites. There's a lot of other websites that are like Jamar Hamlin at like minus whatever it is. And then the field. At plus like 485. So it's like clearly betting favorites are going like it's going to be Tamar Hamlin. It's just like you can take the entire field. And so, yeah, I I think it's safe to say it's going to be Tamar Hamlin. But one candidate that I'm going to nominate in case it's not Tamar Hamlin, like I said, they are looking for more stats. I don't think they are. They're looking for that more feel-good story, so it's going to be Tamar Hamlin. But I'm going to say Calvin Ridley. The guy didn't play at all last season. And the fact that he's going to come back and he's just going to have a – what's the problem T, T, I'm calling, I'm calling time out of the play. All right. Are you kidding me? You're aware that these awards are nationally televised now, right? I mean, yeah. Rob Gronkowski, was it Rob Gronkowski? Who's the tight end that like rapped or whatever? George last Kittle year? sang last year. Yeah. Whatever. George Kittle sang last year. You really think the NFL is going to be like, Hey, this guy that broke all of our rules on gambling. Here he is. Like they're going to like, Go put him out there to display. You really wow. Okay, all right. <laughs> I know it's sort of impossible to believe, but I think he's just going to put up such a sensational season that it's like it's hard okay. not to give him the award after not playing all that season exactly oh, like friend. you're sort of my saying. Friend, you are because the gambling the NFL's, issues. Is yeah. Just, no, exactly. I, I understand. I understand, but just he would be my candidate if it's not going to be Tamar Hamlin. Like I said, most likely it's going to be Tamar Hamlin. Yeah, it's going to be Tamar Hamlin. And then I'm going to close this out with another person that I brought up before in our previous betting episode as far as the Coach of the Year candidate. I'm going to go with Robert Saul of the New York Jets. I think just the fact that – 
That's I think one. the New York Jets are going to make the playoffs, and it's been a while since they even made the playoffs. So I really think because of the fact that Robert Tall will be able to lead this team to a playoff bird, that alone will put him in the conversation to win the Coach of the Year award. So he is one of my picks, or the pick, I should say, not one of my picks, but he is my pick to win the Coach of the Year award. So that was pretty quick, Tad. We ran through all those awards that was good. pretty that was quickly. Good. I'm proud here, of us. I'm I proud mean, of us. We got a lot of content to get to, Ooh, so yes, yeah, that's do. why we can't really <clears throat> mess around here. We can't dilly dally here. So let's get into our next segment here, Tad. Um, <laughs> Something that you're a big fan of, obviously, is the 2024 NFL Draft. Yeah, let's do it. Preview here of who is going to be, you know, who is our projections to be picking in that top five. So you can either go like five, four, three, two, one. You can go like in no order whatsoever. Like, I mean, whatever you want to do. But who you think is going to be in that top five when it comes to 2024 NFL Draft order? Hold on. There was was miscommunication here. I'm sorry to do this live on air. I thought we were doing a full first round mock draft. We don't have time for that. <laughs> See, you always say that. Why do you always? We have so many other fine. things to get fine. to besides fine. the draft. <laughs> fine. You always do this, but fine. I will limit my draft analysis, you bastard. Anyway, number one. How about this for our take? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really? Okay. Really? I think the hot take is always Arizona. We were having this discussion on the LEFB Slack a couple, uh, I think that was last week or two weeks ago, where people always predict this one team will get the first overall pick. And granted, some most of the time they're close, but they never actually get there. So I think that while everyone's projecting the Arizona Cardinals to have one and two, I don't think so. I think that Arizona is not going to get the number one overall pick because you look at their division. That division is so weak that I think they will end up winning more games than they should. And they probably want to. And I mean, look, when is tanking ever worked? Like name one time tanking has worked in the NFL. Mm, You could probably say Miami with their tank for two. It kind of worked out a little bit there. Little, but even they remember because everyone thought they were going to get the first or second overall pick. They're just lucky too. It got hurt. So he fell to like the sixth overall pick or wherever they took him. No, so like, right. even you're then right. tank for Tua didn't really work. They just got lucky that it worked out the same way. So my entire point being is tanking never really works the way you think it is. So I think Tampa Bay has no quarterback. Well, I don't think Tampa Bay has no quarterback. I know Tampa Bay has no quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And they're in, it's a, it's a weird dichotomy. And by that, I mean they are in a division that is really bad, but they're all equally bad. So I think that yeah. division is going to like cannibalize itself to the point where Tampa Bay is going to tank. Because every other you know team in that division, even Atlanta, at least has a hope at quarterback moving forward. So I think every other team is going to be better than them, and they are going to beat them at some point. If you lose half your division games, you are in play for first overall pick. So I think Tampa Bay, first overall that's probably going to be Caleb Williams, even though it should be Drake May. But uh, second overall, I do have the Arizona Cardinals because, I'm, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Caleb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, number three. Indianapolis Colts. Wow, really? You're going to think they're going to do that bad no, that they're going to put three? Well, I'll tell you why, though. is because okay. we – how badly this team falls apart without Jonathan Taylor. And we are now without him to start the first four games of the season. So we are probably off to an own four start to the season. And that demoralizes the team that gets the team down. 
I honestly, uh, honest God, I would be shocked if Indianapolis won more than three games this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's my mood heading into this year. I'm that's that's part one of the many reasons I'm very pissed off right now. And number four with the Texans pick, I also have the Cardinals. So I think Makes the Texans sense, yeah. are headed in the right direction, but they're just not quite there yet. Unfortunately, they like Will Anderson way too much. They better hope you are correct and he wins defensive rookie of the year because they gave we'll up see. a fuck ton for him. So Houston headed in the right direction, but not quite there yet. So I think they'll end up in the top five. And then, yeah, another AFC South team, Tennessee. I just think mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, I think this is finally the year where he drops off. And Brian Tannehill is going to be benched at some point this season. They are in a division that, like I said, with the NFC South is weirdly bad, but also weirdly going to cannibalize himself. So I, just, I don't see Tennessee being all that good. They're picking number five. That's where Drake May is going to go, and I'm very upset about it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So we got some similar teams there. The order may be a little bit different. And obviously this is still very preliminary. So I'm not saying this is for sure what's going to happen. But as of right now, this is sort of how I see it all playing out. So I go start at number five and I'm going to go with the Indianapolis. Oh, so, okay. You're going. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start with five. So sort of everything that you said there. But I, like I said, I think maybe just for some reason, I'm more optimistic about Anthony Richardson than you are. So I think as the season goes along, he'll get a little bit better. I think he'll be able to win them some games by himself with his rushing ability, a little bit of his throwing ability. And the Colts defense has sometimes <laughs> played pretty well as well. Oh, so I think buddy. they're going to do they're gonna do good. But they're not the going to be they're not going to be terrible. I think three wins is a little bit too pessimistic. I think that's just you with your heart on, you know, your sleeve or just the John, the Taylor issues. Like, I mean, I know it's a very good possibility. That's why I'm saying they're going to be at the five top five, but I think they'll be right at five. That's where I'm sort of sliding them here. Um, mm-hmm. Number four, I got Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pretty much everything that you said, Baker Mayfield or possibly Kyle Trask. If they decide to, switch I think them out, they're both going to start at some point. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they're going to rotate them in. So as much as I like their defense, they have a lot of their returning pieces from their, you know, Super Bowl win from a couple of years ago. It's just, they're just going to get too tired. And just the yeah. offense, the mm. the inadequacy of the offense is going to cause the defense to obviously let up some points, let up some scoring drives. And that's ultimately going to fa- falter this team from doing anything very good in that division. So yeah, I got them before number three. LFA Network's not gonna be like me on not gonna like me on this one, but I think it's the Los Angeles Rams here in a I think just the combination right, of you know, Cooper Cup with the lingering leg issues. I don't know what to expect from yeah, all that fair. going no, on this season. Point. I know we haven't heard much about it, but I know he dealt with it last year. But Matthew Stafford and all his injury stuff, like what's going to happen with him long term the entire season. Uh yeah, the defense has Aaron Donald, but who else they do they got? Like, I mean, so it's just Aaron Donald. No, they have Jalen Ramsey. They, um, Not anymore. They don't got Marcus Peters anymore. No, they, they, they have Bobby Wagner. Yeah. No, I will say this, though, on that is an interesting note. So I had my uh, auction draft last night with my uh, my fantasy football league with my friends, and a guy got Cooper Cup for $28. And he was saying we were all in like a, you know, group chat together and you know like a group video chat and he was like i can't believe i just landed that and we were all like oh, i don't know if you just yeah. landed that like we were and that just shows you like the top receiver from last year going for 28 dollars and even then we were like that might have been a little high like that's yeah, a lot exactly. of doubt to throw exactly. into an offense I mean, obviously, hopefully for LEFB Network and Rams fans everywhere, Cooper Cup's going to be fine, and they're going to be able to rebound perfectly just fine. But just for me, 
I think I'm leaning more towards the negative that just things are just not going to go really well this season. And they're really just looking to possibly rebuild or tank to improve their roster overall, get younger, get some more talent, obviously there. So I got them at three. Number two, I know you were sort of saying that I don't think it's going to go this way, but I got uh, the Houston Texans coming here at number two. Very uh, much like you said. Yeah, I think they're okay. going to be good. Exactly like I said, there's a lot of promise that we're going to expect from, but they still have a lot of work as far as replenishing that roster and just getting overall a lot more competitive, especially in a weak division. They're still not going to be that competitive. So I think this year, unfortunately, is just a little bit of just getting your roster together, getting out the schemes on both offense and defense together, and then probably next year they'll be a little bit more competitive. But yeah, I got them at number two. Obviously, that'll go to the uh, Arizona Cardinals who I have at number one. I mean, just Tad, we talked about this in the last episode. I mean, just like they're trading away players. They're cutting their starting quarterbacks. Like, I mean, their actual starting quarterback may not even play this entire season. Their head coach cannot inspire anybody based on the oh, video. That's been I actually, I finally watched that video that you guys not overhyped that at all. That was, <laughs> that was rough. So yeah, this is going to be a very rough one. The rough season, excuse me, for Cardinals fans. And the only optimism is that they may potentially have the number one overall pick to start grooming Caleb Williams and or Drake May. Or if they decide to go with the non-quarterback, whoever it is. But Michael Penix looking pretty good. Could be, could be. But just, yeah, I don't I don't see them finishing out outside of that number one overall pick. Like, I think that's. I think that's a lock almost. <laughs> they, they should take the color. They should just draft all Colorado players. There you go. There you go. Just build a whole team of Colorado players. That could be Those something. Bastards. Uh, but yeah, so that's an early look at the potential top five picks of the 2024 NFL draft. We'll see how it all plays out there. Tal, let's get to our next segment here. We're sort of talking about the kind of related because depending on how your team finishes in the draft, that means your team did not do all that well. So that means it wasn't coached very well. So I think let's look at some potential head coach openings that could be available next offseason for some of those hot candidates that are coming out, obviously, you know. So who do you think could be a team that could be looking for a new head coach come the 2024 offseason? Well, I mean, you're already pissed off the LAFB people. Is I guess it's my turn now. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it. I feel like this is a guy with the hottest seat in the league. It's uh, Brandon Saley. Yeah, and, that's a good uh, and, that's and good here's a great story, by the way, and this just shows why I need I, I should stop doing immaculate grid at 630 in the morning. Yeah, is because uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, you're, you're going to get a kick out of this is uh, really quick. Was, I think just the fantastic thing, Tad, is that like you're doing it 630 in the morning your time. But that's Tad is obviously two hours ahead. I based off the West Coast and our good friend Chauncey Talese. We're in a group chat where we talk about our performance at Immaculate Grid. And yeah, we're getting these messages at like 430, 445 in the morning where I'm like, I don't need to wait. What is, you're you're just like, what is wrong with this guy? I just found out, by the way, I can actually do two grids in one day. You can't do yeah, it so because, early. Yeah. Because the, the board changes 6 a.m. Eastern. So, yeah, if you did get a chance to do it, do it. You could literally do one board and then wait like an hour or two and you could do no, the just next wait till board, I, so. I can do one before work and one after work. It's perfect. Yeah, but exactly. no, you are exactly. going to love this story. You are absolutely going to uh, love this story. So one of the Immaculate Grids, uh, you know, rose was name it Indianapolis Colt who won a Super Bowl. So I've said I'm going yeah. for the rarity score. So I go, OK, Brandon Stokely. So I'm typing in Brandon Stokely, but I accidentally typed in Brandon, Brandon Staley. Staley. And my oh, mind was like, holy shit, is that the same guy? <laughs> I was like, how did I not realize no. that before? It's the receiver. No. That's why he's so oh, good. 
Wow. A solid hour there. I believe that Brandon Staley and Brandon Stokely, Stokely were the same was guy. The same, yeah, was the same person. <laughs> that's pretty ludicrous, I'd say. I, that's just, yeah, I'm dead that's serious. But early dad for sure. That is definitely you were a victim of. Oh, that coffee had not hit yet. Anyway, point being is Brandon Staley, not Stokely, but Brandon Staley is absolutely the hot seat, especially going into this year because that dude has zero excuses now. He's got one of, if not the best offense. I'm, I, I know I said earlier that the Bengals had the best offense. Trust me, I was between the Bengals and Chargers for that statement. Chargers are my second place just because apparently Quinn Johnson's fallen a little bit behind, which is troublesome, but whatever. Um. Point being, though, is the Chargers offense is still really good. And on the defensive side, you have Joey Bosa. You have Derwin James. Those are two top five players at their position. You have zero excuse. I know you were in a strong division. I know you got to go up against the Chiefs twice here. I know you got to go, go up against the Broncos, who are probably going to be good this upcoming year. But you have zero excuse not to make the playoffs with a top three borderline top three absolute top five quarterback you cannot keep underperforming with him so brandon saley's seat is the hottest in my opinion i really like this guy i do i really really do i don't think he's a good coach he's a fine coach but i don't think he's a good coach ron rivera's ass is so fired yeah, that's he's so done. Like it's it's uh, look, I'm a big I'm, I really do mean this. I'm a big believer in Sam Howell going in the season. I think he's going to make a case to be the starting quarterback for the commanders, the racial slurs, wherever the hell they call themselves moving forward. I don't know. But for Washington's football team, maybe they should just go with that. Uh, Sam Howell, I think, will be pretty good moving forward for them but unfortunately i don't think he's gonna be good enough to save ron rivera's uh you know job because i think a, a couple factors one he's underperformed the last two years not terribly so but just not performing the level they want them to and two new ownership usually wants their own guys in there so i think he's just he's a lame duck at this point unfortunately so i think ron rivera ron rivera is definitely out brandon saley has a chance to you know earn his job back yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the commander specifically, that with any ownership group, you know, they want to make some changes. They obviously kind of want to get rid of, like, all the They want bad to get rid neg- of the team name! They want to get rid of all the negativity that has happened before under Daniel Scheider's ownership. Oh, so, yeah, that would include there. Ron Rivera there. So, yeah, that's a very good possibility, depending on how they perform, that, yeah, Ron Rivera could be ousted at the end of the year. Um, So I got a handful of candidates, actually, that could possibly right, be gone. All right, all right. How about this? How about quickly. this? You go through them, I'll grade them. Like, if, if it's an A-plus, that dude's definitely fired. If it's an F, I'm like, nah, he's good. Um, Maybe instead of doing a grading scale, do like a 1 to 10. 10 being he's fired? 10 being more likely to be fired, 1 meaning he's C, for sure. All right, I got you. Okay. So let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, we're talking about how terrible this team is going ten. to be. He's black. Ten. It... He's not black, though. <laughs> is he not? <laughs> Jonathan Gannon is not black. Oh, I totally thought Jonathan Gannon was black. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That, yeah, no, he is. You saw the to video. Fair, he is. Like, to be super, fair. He is alabaster to be fair, white. To be fair, I have historical accuracy backing me up on that claim. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, I think we're talking about okay, how fine. terrible. He's white. It's an eight. It's a... 
but still, just we're seeing how terrible the Cardinals are going to be. Like I said, they're trading away players. They're cutting their projected starting quarterbacks. I mean, there's a very good chance that they could do exactly what they did a couple years ago where they fired Steve Wilkes after one year to go after Cliff Kingsbury to build the offense around Kyler Murray. So this could be a very similar situation where it's like they'll fire Jonathan Gannon to get a coach to groom Caleb Williams as their number one overall pick. So, I mean, I can see that very much happening. So that's why I'm listing him here. Steve Wilkes was black, right? Yes, thankfully. Oh, you thank got God. That right. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> um, the next coach, I already brought this up before in our top five picks, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Todd Bowles. I mean, I was just not a fan. He's black. Of I got that. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of them letting Byron Leftwich go. I think he brought more yeah. creativity to the offense, even if they didn't have Tom Brady. But just, yeah, their more conservative approach. I think they'll go defensive-minded. It's just not going to work, especially in that weak division like you talked about in the NFC South. There's just going to be a lot of just, like, mistakes that are going to happen, bad quarterback play, and it's all going to fall on the head coach, unfortunately. Yeah, so I'd see Todd Bowles as possibly being the firing there um eight and a half okay all right um i have to throw this team in here because of the changes that they made the dallas cowboys with mike mccarthy like Ooh, i mean for them to decide to move on from kelly Moore, mike mccarthy saying that i want to run the ball more and i want to be a little bit more of an old school approach you better repeat the same results then if you want to go with that rep- approach and honestly dad this is a little bit of a hot take for me but I mean, we'll get to this in our next segment, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. And that, for that reason alone, I think Mike McCarthy will then be fired because they want to get a coach who can actually move them along and get them to the championship game because that's they've never got to that until the before the 1996 season. So, yeah, it's going to be some changes coming in Dallas, especially with the way the team is going. I'll give that a four. For this reason is it, okay. it, the Cowboys coach, no matter who it is, because especially Jason Garrett reminded me of this and you'll respect this as a fellow comic book fan. Um, the Cowboys coach ever since Jimmy Johnson is the Batman villain, the ventriloquist mm. guy yeah, with the little, like the puppet right yep, there yep. where he's just like, yeah, as long as Jerry Jones has his arm all the way up his ass to the point where his elbows, you know, at the point, like he's, his job is good. Now, the thing is, I don't think Mike McCarthy does as good of a job as that as Jason Garrett did. That's why Jason yeah. Garrett held on for so long. So all it takes is one bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, and I agree with that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go to the Cleveland Browns next with Kevin Stefanski. So I mm, think regardless one. of how the Browns perform, so if by some miracle, um, honestly, it's one of the scenarios that I was sort of playing with as we're doing our playoffs that are Super Bowl winners is that – there's a possibility that every team in the AFC North can make the playoffs this year. Like, I'm mm-hmm. pretty optimistic about that. Nice. But honestly, I think the Browns are going to fall a little bit short. They're going to make some positive strides. Mm-hmm. But regardless of what happens, whether they make the playoffs, whether they don't make the playoffs, I think we've talked about this before. The Browns are tied to Deshaun Watson, so they need to make sure they can get the most out of him. So even if Kevin Stefanski adjusts his offense to be more pass-friendly, I still think they go with a more pass-friendly head coach in the offseason to really get the most out of Deshaun Watson. So yeah, I think regardless of how the Browns perform this season, unless by some miracle they get to the Super Bowl, Kevin Stefanski's out. I would give that a six or a seven. I agree okay. with that. And here's the worst part is Stefanski, exactly like what you said, he would have been the best coach ever in the 2000s. Yeah. But, man, he just became the head coach in the way wrong decade. I think he would have been fine, too. But the fact that they decided to go after Deshaun Watson and cripple themselves by giving him all that guaranteed money. It's like now they have money, to prior- but giving away all your draft capital, too. 
Well, yeah, that too. I mean, just, like I said, just crippling their team to really just – it's all about Deshaun Watson now. So it's like Kevin Stefanski would have been fine before because he was rolling with the likes of Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield and all those guys. So he would have been fine to have that running attack. But now it's like since you have to go pass first with Deshaun Watson, you really need a guy to really get everything out of him. And unfortunately, I don't think Kevin Stefanski is that type of guy. So, yeah, I think no, he's going to be gone you. in the offseason. The last guy I want to bring up – it. We're not a huge fan of his. I don't think he's going to. You're definitely not a huge fan of his, Tad. And that is Josh McDaniels of the Las Vegas Ten, Raiders. <laughs> ten, 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 ten. Put your personal ten. bias aside. Put your personal bias aside here. Nine. But yeah, I think, I think Tad, unless Devontae Adams can do his best Travis Hunter oppression for the University of Colorado, <laughs> like, if he can't help How a bunch dare of, you? Uh, come on. I'm sorry. I know, I know. The room wound is maybe a little come fresh there. But seriously, on. it's like. Their offense, I think, could be as good as Josh McDaniels can make it, but I really have serious doubts that this defense is going to be able to stop anybody. It's like, I love Max Crosby, but outside of him, I don't really have a lot of hope for everybody else. Maybe Travis Wilson, the new rookie out of Merrick? Texas Tech, could be improved there, but just maybe Merrick, too, but just nah, like still. That's I'm, I'm, I'm doing the TCU homer thing. Merrick's you're fine. Grabbing, but you're yeah, grabbing at yeah, straws exactly. here. It's just unfortunately, it's just that's all you're doing. It's just like, I don't think there's a much hope for that defense, and because of that defense, it's going to lead Josh McDaniels to be fired. I think they need to move on and really improve that defense. Maybe go defensive-minded. I don't know, but just, yeah, unfortunately, I think Josh McDaniels, he's out. Yeah, he's done, though. All right, all right Ted, so we're saving the best for last year. We're getting to our division winners. We're not going to go through the entire tree like we've done in previous years. We're just going to go give our division winners for each division and then our Super Bowl pick and a final prediction score, Tad. So I'll pass it to you here first. Who are your division winners and then your eventual Super Bowl winner and your eventual Super Bowl final score? All right, my math is bad here. I'm about to go, what, eight for eight? Well, I guess you have to go nine for nine because you have to get the Super Bowl right too, so. Well, I'm counting just divisions for now. We'll get oh, okay, the then yes, eight for eight. Okay. Sorry. All right, Sorry. there we go. We need All to right. clarify then. I know, that's fair. All right. <laughs> AMC West, congratulations, buddy. I got your 49ers absolutely walking away with that one. AFC West, I see that one is a tighter competition, but I do think the Chiefs, as per usual, will walk away with the AFC West crown yet again. NFC North, this is my first hot take, Chicago Bears. Mm, I think the Chicago Bears upset the Lions just once. The Lions will drop a couple ones they shouldn't. Chicago Bears will be division winners for the first time in forever. AFC North, I think the Bay, and like you said, this could be a division with four playoff winner, uh, playoff contenders, playoff appearances, playoff whatever. Teams, yeah, playoff teams. Thank you. Why did I blank on the word team? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but <laughs> I think in a very tightly contested division, the Bengals with that offense, with a pretty well put together defense, they have some holes. They will walk away with the crown. So I have the Bengals winning the AFC North. The NFC East, fairly easy. Eagles, I mean, it's yeah, yeah it's just that's not going to be a good division. Sorry, everyone. But uh, and uh, AFC or sorry, I said AFC East for the uh, Eagles. NFC East, the Eagles win the AFC East. Yeah, another hot take here. Maybe I'm buying the hype. I think the Jets are going to win it. Okay, you're buying the, I have the Jets, Jets winning okay. it. I think the Bills defense with Von Miller missing those couple games and their offense with just missing that. It just feels like the Bills offense is just missing that like one key piece. Like that one guy where if like they shut down Stephon Diggs, okay, we can still depend on this guy. I don't think they have that guy. Maybe it's Dalton Kincaid. I'm that's probably why they drafted him. 
but I don't think they have him yet. So I think the Bills drop a couple and the Jets end up winning it. I am still not a believer that Tua can make through a full season. So that's why I'm counting out the Dolphins. With the NFC South, I'm going Panthers. Where's the first, baby? Let's do it. Like I said, they have enough veteran talent around Bryce Young. Bryce Young is a good enough quarterback to step in immediately and make an impact. I think the Panthers have a real shot at winning this division because in my mind is a two-team race between them and the Saints, and God knows I do not trust Derek Carr anymore. And then finally, with the AFC South, I mean, is this even a fucking question? It's the goddamn Jaguars. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. So, all right. Well, moving on to happier news. Well, not really because I don't like this team either. But I think the Super Bowl matchup will be the Bengals versus the Eagles. And I think this is where the Eagles redeem themselves from last year. I'm taking the Eagles to win the Super Bowl over Cincinnati 35 to 24. Nice. I like that Super Bowl pick for sure. I like that pick for sure. So, all right. So I'm going to go through my division winners. So I'm going to start at the top here with the AFC North. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be the tightly contested That's division be, out yeah. of all the divisions this year. But I like the Baltimore Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson stays oh, healthy the entire season. That's and he really oh, no. revitalized that offense. No. no. <laughs> You're doing I think they healthy the entire season. Oh, they play really man. well. Him and Zay Flowers connect really well together. Him and Odell Beckham Jr. connect really well together. And that defense plays at an all-worldly level as well. So I like them to win the division. But it's going to be close. They're going to have to really yeah. dig deep to win a lot of those games. So I got them in the north there for the AFC side. NFC North. I, I know you said you're not as high as the Vikings, but they won the division last year 13 to 4. They could do it. They could do I it. think they could replicate this year as well. I don't think they're going to go 13 to 4, but I think they're going to win the division as well, though. So I got them winning the division for a second straight year. Now I'm going to go to the East here with the AFC East. I'm I'm going with the Bills. I think it's just, you know, yeah, I think right. they got, they had that regular season mojo. A lot of teams are very good at the regular season. All of a sudden they get to the playoffs and just for some reason things start to fall apart. I, so I, I think know that's a literal story of the Bills franchise. It very true. <laughs> and so honestly, I know we're, we're going to talk about our playoff trees, but I have the Jets making the playoffs, playing the Bills in that first round in the wild oh, card. And I got the Jets in an upset. I got oh, the Jets upset right, the Bills. Right. And it's going to lead to a lot of breaks. Stephon Diggs is going to be really upset. He's going to ask for a trade. They're going to trade him away, too. And the Bills are going to be in a state of disarray. So that's sort of you what just, I predicted. A little bit of a bold prediction there. You just know he's going to Dallas. <laughs> God, I would hate that. I would hate uh, that yeah, you would hate that. You don't live I down know here. You uh, but yeah, so I got the Bills winning the AFC East, even though they won't make it part of the playoffs. Um, on the NFC side, just like you said, I got the Eagles. I think they got a yeah. pretty easy division there to win. I think there'll be some tougher games. I think Commanders will give them some uh, fights. Sorry, no, that, Cowboys that obviously will. The Giants will too, so but close. Eagles have a pretty easy chance to win that division. Now let's get to the South, AFC South. Sorry, buddy, but yeah, it's a pretty clear-cut winner, just like it's you said. Jack, Jaguars are clear to head the best team in that division right now. I mean, just the other teams are, maybe they'll get there. Maybe we'll get there, obviously, but just as of right now, Jaguars are the clear front runners to win the, the division. The um, word you're looking for is shit show. <laughs> uh, well, well, from what from the AFC South to the NFC South, it's a very similar situation there. But I like the competitiveness a little bit more in the NFC South, unfortunately. But I think we're both in the same uh, boat here. I like the Carolina Panthers as well. I like the veteran coaching staff that they have, the young quarterback and Bryce Young, led by a bunch of veteran receivers, uh, veteran playmakers, excuse me, on the field with Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, Adam Thiel. Lots of those guys are really going to make him a lot better too. So I like the Panthers. You know, I think. 
the rest of that division, like we talked about the Buccaneers being bad. The Falcons are going to be good at times, but they're going to be inconsistent. And the Saints, like with the whole Michael Thomas issue, Derek Carr is going to be good at times. Don't forget Alvin Kamara's out. Alvin Kamara's going to be suspended for three games. Mm -hmm. The defense had a lot of issues last year. Honestly, I don't like Dennis Allen as a head coach either. I think he sort of mismanages a lot of things there. there So that's going to be their downfall, whereas the Carolina Panthers will be able to ascend there. So I got the Panthers going to the NFC South. Lastly, we'll close it out with the AFC West. It, it, it's going to be the Chiefs. Like, I mean, I think, like you said, there's a lot of teams that are going to give them a fight. There's going to be t- highly contested. I like the Chargers to give them a run for their money throughout the entire season. But yeah, the Chiefs are just, unfortunately, just, they're just head and shoulders they're above the Chiefs. everybody they're else. They're the right Chiefs. Now. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's unfair, but just they're the current dynasty that we had with the Patriots uh, I had, uh, a couple of decades ago. That's kind of what the Chiefs are happening now, right now in the AFC there. So I got that winning division. And yeah, I think the Niners and the NFC West and just, once again, just the, unfortunately, everybody else in the division is not going to be that competitive. So it's almost like a cakewalk for the 49ers to win that division as well. Uh, Super Bowl. I got the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. So just like okay. you do, but I'm playing the Homer card. Uh, no, what? Yeah, yeah, you haven't played all night. I'll, I'll allow it. I will allow it. I think just like I said, maybe just as this me buying too much into the hype with Brock Purdy finally looking like the quarterback that solved all of our quarterback issues. The defense looks really good. Even without Nick Bolsa, I really like what we have on defense as well. Christian McCaffrey, that offense, I mean, just everybody just clicking on all cylinders. I really like it to finally all come together. And like we talked about, that Bucky coming off Kyle Shanahan's choking in big game sort of thing, that's finally going to come off his back. And I think they win the big one. I got a final score of 35 to 31 it's gonna be a high score okay well i mean that would be a high scoring game i could definitely yeah. see that uh because chances are half your secondary is gonna be hurt for that game um <laughs> very possible very but possible. i will actually it's funny i almost sent this to you earlier today uh during my lunch break i actually saw an interesting set where it, it great it's a little unfair i don't like the way they framed it and i mean it by this of like just you know everyone's talking up justin fields and he had like 15 passing touchdowns or whatever throughout the entire season and Brock Purdy had 17 passing touchdowns in half the games. Well, okay, that's not a fair way to frame it because yeah. Justin Field is obviously a very different quarterback than Brock Purdy. So sure. not fair. But on top of that, I was shocked those were Brock Purdy stats in like six games. I was like, what the yeah. shit? I was like, yeah. I, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of 49ers until you guys made the playoffs. And then when you made yeah, the playoffs, yeah. Brock Purdy got hurt. And so I was like, I barely ever watched Brock Purdy. And, like, I thought always he was just like, oh, he's a very capable game manager. Those stats show, like, no, this dude has it. Like, he really could end up being the guy for you. I'm – fuck it. I'm going to go for the overhype train. You guys might have find, found this generation's Brady. Very well could happen. I'm really, like I said, I'm trying to stay grounded with this. That it's like we finally solved all of our quarterback issues and we got this guy very last pick of the draft and he's sort of living up to expectations. And if he can sort of replicate what he did last year, then yeah, we are going to be perfectly fine, especially on that rookie contract and everything. So it's like, yeah, I'm very optimistic but yeah i try to stay realistic as well and just like not get too overexcited about that's, what that's I the guy who just predicted them to win i know the exactly I was, I was just about to say the same thing. i was like says the guy who just predicted the niners to win the super bowl here as super bowl 58 so um but yeah i'm very excited for what we got with brock purdy super, I'm very super bowl 58 by the way where is it do you know i should doubt is it indianapolis nope it's in vegas baby Vegas, that's what so, it was. So Ryan Dyrud, if you're listening to this, the Desai Guys Super Bowl episode sounds like an excellent idea to me. <laughs> 
Well, all expenses paid. LFB Network famously goes on Radio Row, so maybe this year we can make that trip with them. We'll see about that. So we'll sort of get that all figured I, out. I will skip closer. school for that 100%. <laughs> uh, but, Tad, I mean, just I know it's not the easiest for you with the Colts this season. I know it's probably a little bit too optimistic for me this for the Niners this season. But overall, just I'm glad football's back. Like, I mean, this is oh, just my favorite time back. of year. You know, the weather's starting to get a little bit more comfortable. It's not going to be as hot anymore either. We're going to be able to especially watch down football. here, especially down here. I'm Real, no longer like up in Texas. Heat. I'm pretty sure it's ridiculous. Uh, but just, yeah, it's just a lot of great things are happening. Like I said, with football season, fantasy football, we talked about it. We'll be hopefully giving some great bets. We'll be doing some DFS action as well. Uh, just, it's an exciting time and we really appreciate giving you guys all that fancy advice. I mean, we say it every single episode. We will continue to say it every single episode. We are here to help you win your fantasy league. So, I mean, yeah, interact with us on our social media handles. You see the ticker. It's coming right down below. You got us on Twitter. You got me at Undecide23. You got Tad at Tad Decide 94 You got the show at Let's Decide Guys. And, of course, on Instagram at Decide Guys as well. So hit us up with all your questions, whether it's about, you know, waiver advice whether it's about start sit whether it's about trade advice whether you need like hyper specific like if you're in a dynasty league and you're trying to make some trades for the future because your team sucks this year we'll give you that advice too if you need idp help i play in an idp league tad plays in an auction league i know the draft is over but he'll give you advice on that too but i mean guys by the way wait a creep on the draft by the way when you text me earlier well, that's what happens when we share a login yeah. account. So but we no, well, that's also fair. But no, like Amari was even giving me advice earlier exactly. today. Of like, we give each other why advice. Why did you do this and all that? And honestly, it was good advice. I was like, I, I sent him a clip. <laughs> we're not going to say it on the podcast because we don't no, want anybody else to no, get it. No, we're not. No, we're not. That, that, advice waiver, that, I that, waiver, that waiver period has not been breached yet. Exactly. But I sent it back to Amari saying, because I didn't think of it. And that's what we're here for. When you don't think of the smart move. One of the two of us is here for you. Exactly. We help each other out, and 100%, we're here to help you out with all of your fantasy football leagues as well. We want to help you win some titles, win some cash money, some trophies, some championship belts. Tad, have you seen those new team championship belts? I like, have. I mean, those seem I kind of actually, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, depending if you Maybe play in a local considered. league, like you get a team championship belt. So, I mean, that's pretty cool too. But, I mean, guys, whatever your prize is, we are help you to we are help, here to help you come ahead and win all of your respective leagues. So make sure you interact with us. Make sure you listen to our podcast. So subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Listen, we're on the LAFA Network website as well. So subscribe. Always be up to date with our podcast. Watch us on YouTube. You probably saw that really cool intro, but yeah, make sure you're watching the actual episode as well. So subscribe. Always be up to date with our YouTube episodes. And of course, Make sure you're supporting our parent network at LAFB Network. They're giving you a lot of great content on the professional level with the Rams and the Chargers and on the college level because college football has kicked off already. So they're mm. already deep yeah, into no, action it, there. It, so it they has. got you covered. Trust me. No, it's, it's really. <laughs> so they got you covered with the USC Trojans and the UCLA Bruins. So, yeah, they got a lot of great content there. So, guys, make sure you're following all of them, their social media handles. You're reading all their articles, reading our articles on the website as well. I mean, guys. To everybody who's already doing that, who's listening, who's interacting with us, who's reading the articles, who's, you know, watching our YouTube videos. I mean, guys, just anything and everything that you're doing to support us, we really can't thank you enough. And just to prove it, I'm about to put Murr on the spot here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Just to prove that there is no question too specific for us. I woke up this morning, game ready for work. I'm not even joking. At 6 a.m., I got this question. I was like, come on, man. Wow, it is from okay. a great 
former coworker and loyal listener and buddy, I miss you. I hope you're doing good. Jason Davis asked me, JD, who does he start, go. Who does he start this week? Jalen Warren or Elijah Mitchell? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. I'd probably say Jalen Warren because you Whoa, know, honestly, I would with Mitchell. the Niners' defensive line, what I saw in the preseason, there could be some holes that the Steelers could sort of take advantage of, and I think the Niners may use Christian McCaffrey maybe a little bit more than Elijah Mitchell to start the season, and then as the season goes along, that's when we may see more of a split share. So right now, I'd probably lean on Jalen Warren. Oh, all right. So a little disagreement between the side guys. I texted him Elijah Mitchell, so we'll see. Okay. But as always, like there is literally no fancy question. We are not willing to take head on. So Very send true. them our way. Very true. And especially as, you know, look, we love the offseason. We get to do a lot of fun stuff, but we're about to head in the season. We are just, as of recording, two days away from kickoff, which is insane. But that means we're going back to our normal schedule of waiver wire. And betting episode, and am I missing anything? Stardom Sitem, right? Stardom Sitem. Stardom yep. Okay, so we got Stardom Sitem, waiver wire, and betting. Okay, betting may be an article. We're still deciding on that. Bottom line being is, if you need more specific advice we don't get to, you got to hit us up on Twitter. You got to hit us up on Instagram. You got to hit us up on YouTube. I don't know if you saw this, by the way, Amir. I'm getting a lot of love on YouTube right now. My there you thing. go. I love it. And I responded <laughs> to the guy. Perfect. So bottom line is when you contact us on social media, we contact you back. So we are here for you all season long. Good luck in your drafts. If you haven't had it yet, hopefully you have it soon. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's coming let's go, up. Let's go down to the wire here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you haven't schedule that soon, but if you've already had it and you're looking for trades, American attest this, I am out there already feeling out the trade market. So that as well, I'm here to help you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching everyone. And as always, please stay safe. Mm-hmm.